What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Waste of potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Ryan LaSala. And I'm Clarabel A. Ortega, and we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Welcome back, hot queens. It is so good to be back in the chair, back in model land this episode. Before we get started, just a quick... Uh, no, no, no. Actually, I'm lying, but, um, but we're going to get to that in a second. Before we do, though... Quick plug for socials, make sure to find us wherever you listen to podcasts and rate us so that other people can find Bad Author Book Club, especially as we ramp up for our second season. More details on that to come. And follow us on social. On Twitter, we are Bad Author Pod. Instagram, Bad Author Book Club. And all of our episodes are up on anchor.fm slash Bad Author Book Club. Now, without further ado, sparkle noise. Today's episode is Chapter 36 of Model Land by Tyra Banks. All hail Queen Creamy. Uh. <laughs> do you know, by the way, do you know that every single episode, because I've like been doing the recent editing, starts with you going, ugh. <laughs> every single one. <laughs> like That makes me really happy, because that's a true representation of yeah. how I feel. Going into, not that it doesn't bring me extreme joy to talk about this stuff with you because it really does, but I'm lamenting the fact that, like, this book exists, A, and, like, just the title, the title alone is always, like, a source of, like, anger because it just is one more piece of, like, the kooky puzzle, right? Like, it's never, like a normal title or one that like necessarily makes sense. Sometimes I don't even know why the title is what it is. Like, yeah, right. So yeah. 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 It's, was, like, more, I'm, I'm not, more... I don't disagree with any of what you're saying. I too feel the, ugh. <laughs> and yeah, the titles very rarely actually make sense or they're just like a weird, like a weird, like non sequitur, like phrase or something. Even if they're related to what happens in the chapter, it still doesn't make sense because the chapter doesn't make sense. So you can, like, like, (laughs) yes, it's there because whatever, but the reason why it's there is just like a reminder of what I just read. And it's like, oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, So I wrote... Oh Christ! At oh the Christ! Top of this yes. chapter, because that's how I'm feeling. Getting into this, and yeah, no, I would say that that's actually uh, I was spot on because you know Game of Thrones had the red wedding, Model Land has all hail Queen Creamy. This chapter is absurd. It is a lot. There's a lot going on. We're gonna try to like give you an idea of like what it felt like to read it, but it's yeah. gonna be hard. Yeah. Yeah, um, kick, kick us off. So we're back on the pilgrimage, obviously, it you know, with the, the group who, if you remember from the last time we saw them, had encountered the lake musical instrument monster mm. that ate a girl and her mother. And unfortunately, I forgot their names already. Um, Mina, Mina and 
I don't know. I had so I looked this up because I was like, who's dead? Like at this point, right? Um, and Mina is the mom's name. I don't know what the girl's name was. It was like oh, Jessamine. Uh, Jessamine, yeah, yes. yeah, or Jessamine. We don't know how. We don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know. Yeah. So it opens up with a very like laser focus on body odor. Yep. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> miracles, like, are we there yet? And which is like such a stupid joke to begin with. Like that joke, like the "Are we there yet?" joke is played out forever in my mind. And yeah. to yeah. do it on this like trip, it just doesn't hit. Like, Wait. Also, in like skipping ahead, but then we'll we'll get back to the body odor thing. Like we find out in a second that they can literally see the top of the mountain. Like they're traveling up a mountain, so like they know damn well they're not there because they're looking at the top of the mountain. Well, Miracle's a dumbass, so yeah. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. She literally can't. She literally can't discern something that's like right in front of her face. So it's true. Um. So Miracle's like it's hard to relax when I stink so bad. <laughs> and yeah. Creamy says, "I know." Um, and then it says the Delacram women did smell. All the pilgrims smelled like yeah, everyone, sewage. Everyone smelled. And like, what is the point of this? It's just like they've been they've been really straining to get through the diabolical divide, like zone two. And that's what this is supposed to be here for. Um now though, what what you need to know is that uh Creamy and Miracle are actually like on top of like a litter basically being carried by everyone yeah. up the mountain because Creamy is now thought of as their secret weapon for getting through the diabolical divides and she stood up to the like musical swamp monster. And so she's taken this to its logical conclusion and said, like, well, if I'm your secret weapon, like, you have to follow my orders. So she, yeah. they're literally being carried up this mountain. They're stinky as well and being carried. These are the things that you need to know about the, the De La Creme women currently. Yeah, they're being carried up a mountain in a chair that they made, I guess. And I yeah. I can't find where it says what kind of chair it is, but... It's a double sedan, is how it's described in the book, which I don't know what that means. Is that like what? it's made out of car parts? I don't... <laughs> yeah, what's a is sedan? Is that a kind of chair? <laughs> Listeners, let us know. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you know what a double sedan is, please phone in immediately. <laughs> yeah, it also says... is. I, I was like, is this a, another thing? Um... Creamy created her own mountain monarchy. What the fuck is it just, a mountain I, monarchy? <laughs> I it a monarchy because they're on a mountain? Like She's she's the queen and they're on a mountain. So it's the monarchy of the mountain. You're asking all the wrong questions. No, I'm asking the right question. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. This is so just they're... the wrong book. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not yeah, my fault. I was well, like, yeah, it is, actually. Yeah, it actually literally is your fault. But I would have loved to have seen Tyra continue the, like, secret weapon. Like, instead of, like, saying secret weapon, like, she's just been, like, Creamy was their queen, and now she had created a monarchy. Like, there's there were, there's yeah. a way to have connected, like, the royalty theme here. I guess so, but it, it's also so kind of, like, it's so weird. Like, they elevated her to the position of secret weapon, like... When was the system put in place? Like, also, it's you don't just elevate so a secret weapon. Like the opposite of of um, secrecy is elevation. You're not like look. Right, <laughs> our and it also implies some sort of like voting uh, yeah. system that they yeah. have in place, which we were never made aware of. So I've it's never mess. heard of this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so there were 400 words into this. Uh, so they're hauling creamy and um, miracle up. 
and they're really upset. And someone, Lynn, is like, remind me why, why we're hauling Queenie and, and Miracle up. Well, you know, they have like fun names for them. And uh, Kamada is like, all right, like time to take a break, ladies. Creamy approves the request. So truly she is in charge here. And they um, they then look up, they they gaze up, and the peak seems so far away. So they're they're looking at their destination, but they're at least on the mountain at this point. Like they're they're climbing up this mountain, uh, but then they run into a beautiful garden. They do run into a beautiful garden, and before we get to that, a sedan chair is an actual thing, and you're gonna scream when I show you it. Oh my god! Wait, hold on, I want to look it up now. God, are you kidding me? You know those that's box a, chairs? Yes. That's okay. That's like a litter. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. So they made a, they built a double one somehow. Yeah. And that's what they're being carried so in. It's like, a, it's like, it looks like the magical, like, um, cart from like, um, like the carriage from Cinderella is sort of what it looks like, except right. not pumpkin themed. But uh, this is ridiculous. So no wonder. Th- so they're stinking inside of this like small little like cupboard of a chair. Yeah. Sounds absolutely miserable. But luckily, you know, their worries are over because once again, the diabolical divide just like gives way to a garden of pure beauty. This has happened right. twice now when like the swamp monster showed up. It was gorgeous, right? And like now they're in a garden and there's like flowers of every variety blooming. And it's just amazing that they never see this coming, even though they're like looking up what I imagine to be like the Mount Doom from Lord of the Rings, which is just like a mountain. <laughs> but right. yeah, they, they walk through into this like beautiful garden that smells like floral bushes and um honey and i was like oh my god tyra (laughs) stealing my stealing the honeys (laughs) from me so they hear like a sound and it says like a woman moaning in pain (laughs) the line is literally do you hear that it sounds like a woman moaning in pain literally (laughs) talks like that (laughs) so then they they actually see abigail points to a cemetery there's six old polished marble tombstones with elaborate engravings so each one has like i guess an like a name on it and it's muse melodia muse prancia muse chromia muse dramatia how how would you say that dramatia or dramatia or dramatia or dramatia um muse fabric Fabrica Fabricia and Muse. I don't know how to say that. She, I, I don't know what that is. So, these, so okay, clearly these are based off of like the Greek muses. Like we've got Melodia music, Prancia is probably dance, Chromia is probably like color and art, Dramatia is the like theater, like theater which is Thalia. That's my aunt. Um, Fabricia, which is probably like fashion. I don't know what cheek tech Ch- 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 what does that say? C H I T E C T I A. And look, it looks like I should be able to pronounce it on my first try. I don't know why it's so hard for me. Ch- T- Ch- I looked it up, Ch- and the first Ch- thing that comes up is Model Land. So <laughs> no, God, what a, that is disappointing. <laughs> okay, so it says on the first on the first hit on Google, it says so we have muses of music, dancing, colors, painting, drama, clothing, and whatever the heck Ch- T- Ch- is supposed to be. <laughs> It 
makes sense. What do you think? Wait, I'm sorry. We have to think like, we have to think through Tyra. I, I bet it's it has like to the do news with food. of like. It has to be a food related Of like thing. chewing. <laughs> or yeah. like, or like it's the muse of like, like poems or something like that. I. Maybe it's like literally chai tea. <laughs> which is wrong. Honestly, probably, but Tyra but... would say it. I can't, it's not a thing. Like I'm looking it up and it's not a thing. Discord, so Discord, let up. us know what you find. You guys have never failed us in the past looking up the most important, stupid, trivial details of model hits. So. Yeah, they're so much smarter than we are, so they'll probably figure it out. So we have all these... <laughs> well, I mean, the main thing that you need to know about these muses is that they're fucking dead. They're dead. They're dead in, in this a ditch. Go- they're dead in several ditches with these tombstones, and Lynn walks up and goes, who were they? And I'm like... Literally, they it's they're labeled, so you got all the information you need. And she touches one of the headstones, and it glows a golden yellow. That's an important color in model land. Things that are like related to power and magic and models in model land glow yellow. We've learned this from the Centura and the Smize. Remember the Smize? Yeah, that was Where so is the long Smize? Ago. I love that was my favorite character. Um, the burial ground begins to pulse, and Kamada pulls out a Shakespeare. From his knapsack. And, you know, something something's coming. Something on a hundred pitter-pattering feet is approaching them through this beautiful garden. Creamy yells defensive mode and they all get into, like, a configuration around them as a tombstone is blowing up angry sparks. They're screaming and Abigail randomly, like, among all this commotion, is looking up at the mountain like at model land on the mountain. So like something's running at them in the garden. Abigail steps steps aside, pauses things and like looks up at the sky, yeah, which is important. Just, like freaking out and like we hear screaming and we think it's whatever this thing is that's coming at him, but them, but it's actually just Abigail. And she like has a meltdown about how she wanted to spread to the world that like hairy people can be beautiful too or whatever the fuck um yes. and she's like i've had it like i'm done yeah I've she had grabs enough. like a dagger out of yeah. someone's hand and is like i'm finished and takes up all of her clothing and yeah. like threatens her own life and is like don't come any closer <laughs> like or i'll or i'll do it <laughs> yeah and her mom's like baby baby, baby. <laughs> don't get them to accept our kind so then you think she's gonna like hurt herself but she just ends up shaving all the hair off of her body right with the dagger which is still painful i guess right but she doesn't like imagine you're like don't come any closer then you just kind of Start shaving slowly. Like, I imagine it took a really long time, and they're all standing there watching (laughs) her shave. Even her hoo-ha. Like, she's shaving everything. (laughs) Meanwhile, there's, like, something running at them. Like, you hear, like, a million feet running towards them. Yeah. They're in defensive mode, and a girl is standing stark (laughs) naked in front of them, shaving all the hair off of her body. Like, I just can't believe that in Model and by Tyra Binks, there is a scene where a girl holds herself hostage and makes everyone watch her shave her vagina. Yeah, truly. Truly, what's that? When you take NyQuil and you have a really bad dream, this is what it is. And by the way, like, we're not exaggerating. It literally says. Even her private, like her most private parts, then her legs. She finished by removing all the knee-length black hair from her head. Like the, it, Tyra 
brings you through the whole process. She says it happens with light, <laughs> lightning speed. So, like, you know, this is, again, like, the sort of, like, cartoonish, wily Coyote Bugs Bunny, like, logic of it all. Like, I imagine, like, a like a puff cloud of, like, hair flying everywhere, and then suddenly Abigail's like the Sims balls. changing their clothes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you spinning spin. around. Yeah. And you're done. And it's like right. the logistics of like a dagger shaving anything. Yeah. Like no shaving cream, nothing. Yeah, not even some conditioner. It's bloody. It's not good. It's not going to go fast. It's not No, yeah, it's not going to be. Yeah. Especially, you know, Abigail, we we know is extremely hairy. So this is not like stubble. This is like long hair all over right. her body. And so. she doesn't know how to shave because she probably never has before. Right. Well, so all of this happens. Every trace, eyebrows included, have been shaved off of her. And then her mom goes, why? (laughs) (laughs) And she, like, like, falls over and Lynn has to hold her upright. Yeah. Um, And she's like, mom, uh, mom, I'm giving it all away. (laughs) Minus the portion seemed inappropriate. So from her vagina. Or butt, I don't know, or both. Um, but she's gonna give it to hair for pitter patter, which is like the locks of love of Metopia. This has to be <laughs> probably the stupidest exchange in the whole entire book, and that is <laughs> saying a lot. But I don't think it is. I think it's just all we can remember. I just, mean, possibly, a- but like her saying, "I'm gonna donate all the hair I just shaved off of my hair." Of my entire body for no reason in the middle of being attacked to like lots of love. It's just, it's satire. It has to be. Tyra I know. I'm somewhere like, laughing. Yeah, she's, she is hooting and hollering and spending her money on like, I don't know, whatever Tyra Banks, on her ice cream company, Smize yeah. Cream. So now she's completely without hair. And, uh, and every, this is why this has to happen. So, the big reveal, and this is horrible. Awful. Is that, oh my god, Abigail's gorgeous. And we never knew it because she was Chewbacca. Like, she was so hairy. But now that she's shaved all of her hair off, she's fucking hot. <laughs> like, that's what you need to know. And to the point that Creamy is like, I've got to kill her because Miracle's not as hot as she is. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, the levels of fucked up that this is, first of all, Kamada smiles at her for the first time this whole trip. So this grown-ass man didn't smile at a child because she was hairy, okay? Yeah, a little hairy child, yeah. That's first of all. Second of all, the only redeeming message that Model N maybe had was in these, like, alternative-looking people being at one point or another accepted as beautiful. Like, right. Beautiful on their own mean, yeah. Right. Their own standards, yeah. Right. And suddenly, this person who stood out to us from the first chapter because of her hairy armpit hair, and we were kind of like obsessed with her. We liked her, her, yeah. Is now beautiful, but only because she took away the one thing that, like, society told her was bad about her. And Tyra is reinforcing that. And she's saying, to be hairy is disgusting. And if you shave all your hair off in the middle of a beautiful cemetery, um... That's the right thing to do. Right. And it's just so <laughs> deeply disappointing. Both that, like, I I read this with my eyes. And <laughs> that she just undoes any goodwill. small crumb of goodwill that she yeah. has. Every yeah. single time. 
every single time. And there are other ways that you could have done this, right? Like you force a character to kind of give up the thing that values to her most. And then you, you know, you, you punish her because as it turns out, like hair's in fashion the next season, right? Like there would have been a way to like show like the capricious nature of like the fashion industry and the, the things that it costs from us and the way that like none of it has to do with like what you find beautiful about you. It's what like an industry, like there would have been another way to like, if you wanted Abigail to shave herself like bald in a cemetery, like this could have been done better. <laughs> I mean, it should have happened no matter what, but yeah. like, yeah, no, the ultimate thing is, is exactly what you said. Like we, we just basically learned that like, oh my God, the hair is bad. She's beautiful. And now Creamy is like, she shoots Abigail a jealous look of death, which basically means she's about to, she's going to kill her. Whatever's like, pitter-pattering towards them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whatever has been stampeding at them for like, at this point, like an hour and a half. <laughs> and it's funny that they don't try to outrun it. No. They just stand there waiting for it to come to them. They stand there watching this girl shave herself. It's like the Sailor Moon watching the, the, watching the transformation, watching the transformation, but like infinitely worse. It's like the cursed, dark-sided version of it. I had the same. Yes. So, Christ. Okay. So the group continue. They continue. Here's the sentence: A group. The group continues to stare. The air filled with the sound of feet. Uh, flitting toward them. In the distance, the source of the noise appeared. So, so like, literally, they're staring as this thing, like, runs right up to them. And we have another crazy creature, which actually was kind of fun. Um, it was, a, it's a spider-like creature, three times the size of a bus. But instead of eight legs, this creature has thousands, and the legs looked human. And they're, like, porcupined all over this, like, massive, massive, like, leg creature. So we met the arm creature, right, that was, like, playing... Instruments. instruments this is a light creature also um it has giant it has like a like a lamprey like mouth beneath it basically like a leech it's described as a leech sucker yeah tyra means a lamprey that's okay we'll we'll give this a pass because not everyone has the <laughs> marine biology chops of ryan lasala uh anyhow out from that like comes a um, bunch of teeth that are toenails <laughs> just so you know it always has to be so disgusting like why <laughs> Yeah. So the giant spider starts, monster, starts snapping his legs like fingers. Well, okay. So first of all, <laughs> that's crazy. Creamy, I just want to know, is like, oh, it's a leg leech. Like, she knows what it is. And Abigail screams. Harriet, her mom's like, we should run. And then Lynn starts heckling the monster about how, like, I bet my... Lynn's whole plot line is that her husband cheated on her. She sees this monster, this grotesque monster made out of thousands of legs, and goes, I should have brought my husband up the diabolical divide. He would have loved to have fucked you. He loves anything with a long leg. <laughs> <laughs> kind of obsessed with that, Lynn. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah, then it starts snapping its leg fingers. Like, okay. as not like not like in half. Like, like at, you know, like, like musically snapping. Yeah. This is important. So, Miracle, who famously loves anything that has that has to do with music or dancing starts snapping in the same rhythm as a creature and doing high kicks her signature high, high kicks, kicks right <laughs> which did she kick herself in the ear earlier she also? does she yeah she kicks herself <laughs> in the ear we sort of skipped over it but yeah at one point she like does a high kick kicks herself in the face anyhow she's she's back to doing can you look what the, the insane image of someone snapping in double time and just doing like high kicks that's not musical that's not beautiful it is miracle and it's what she's doing right now um 
but I don't know if y'all remember this. I don't even know if we mentioned it. Other people that are in their caravan have like lost fingers because of like like bites and stuff previously in the divide. Yeah. Uh, and they can't snap as well. Yeah. So Lynn is having a hard time double snapping to perfection. <laughs> it says, given that she had lost her left hand's middle finger weeks before. So she's like struggling. And the creature's like, no, this won't do. <laughs> and um, it basically uh, slices both Harriet and Lynn at their hips. It so, snips them in half. So when I read that, I was like, it, I thought it actually like cut cut them, like just slice them, like like a like a scratch or something, right? Or even like a deep wound. But I didn't realize that it literally chopped their legs off, like <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah. So yeah, they like, and this happens so quickly. So fast. So quickly. And Abigail's like, oh my god. And she goes, do something, creepy. Like, her mom has literally just been snipped in half by, like, a giant spider. And she's like, oh my god, someone do something. And Creamy goes, I'm your leader, not a magician, dear. Creamy said dryly. Which Except that she kind of is. She, is. she told the fucking swamp monster to go home, and it did. So. And she elected herself secret weapon. Like, she is the leader. And she also said, I'm the leader now, Told Kamada to get fucked in, like, the previous little vignette from here, so... But she's not a magician, and I think what she means is that, like, oh, no, I can't... I can't help a girl with no rhythm. That's what she means. These girls, they never stood a chance when they stepped into the dance studio garden. Now they're dead. It's also, like, the visuals of, like, nobody's actually moving throughout this scene. Everyone's just talking, so everyone's... For all intents and purposes, just standing still and yelling at each other. Nobody's like attempting anything. We don't know where Hunchy is. Yeah, so somehow we're led to believe that Hunchy is really keeping up the double time snaps. Hunchy's got the rhythm that these like other people don't. Hunchy's a reptile. Yeah, who eats like internal organs. (laughs) Well, you know, we really shouldn't assume. When you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. So. So. The leg leech burps out a pile of Harriet's hair and then puts the two women's legs onto its body and Miracle's like, I know what to do. I'm going to dance. Um, Yeah. And Creamy's relieved and she's like, do your thing, Miracle. Um, (laughs) Dance in your spirit and in your body. And Miracle, it's supposed to be like a touching moment or whatever. It's not. No. Because Miracle... You know, famously, Creamy's always telling Miracle to stop dancing, and for the first time, she tells her to dance. So Miracle's touch, and she starts dancing at, with Belisima in her arms. <laughs> yeah, the creature wanted to do a waltz, so now they're like dancing together. Belisima reappears. We hadn't seen her for a little bit. Last time I think we saw Belisima was when she got stabbed in the ass with that needle. Yeah, Belisima <laughs> has some incredible moments in this, actually, and so. Uh, The creature's dancing, and this is one of the lines, if anyone had been standing just a bit closer. So now we're, like, fully POV shifting out of, like, limited third to just, like, omniscient third. And getting, like, the camera, like, aims itself at one of the tombstones, the one labeled Muse Prancia, and that's swaying. So something about this creature has to do with, like, the muses, and I almost wonder if, like, the muses are, like ghosts in Diabolical Divide. Like, I wonder if, like, the, the, the musical monster was, like, the muse of, like, melodies or something like that. Like, th- there's something... There's something here, 
And we are so late in the book that we're never going to find out the answers to this. But clearly Tyra has like thought through what these creatures are, how they got here. And there's like, there's now like a pantheon of muses to like do as well, which actually I think is kind of cool. I like this. I like the like bestiary of the diabolical divide so far. It doesn't really help this scene make any sense. And at yeah. this point, it's just so late in the book that I'm like topped up on like kooky information that I can't really like care. But I'm like, okay, Tyra, I see what you're trying to do. And I feel like, uh, I feel like if we sat down for coffee, this is probably what I would start with. Oh, God. Um, I wonder if she, like, is proud of this book or she tries to forget it exists. But anyway. Oh, me too. I think about that all the time. So then, all of a sudden, a ring of, a ring of fire encircles the, the cemetery and Miracle and Belizima are trapped inside, which... Why? Where's, what, where did the fire come from? Where did the fire come from? Why is everybody else so far away from them that they weren't also trapped? Like, Creamy's nowhere near Miracle. She's like, you got this by yeah, right, like, going back to my box. Right? I'll be, I'll be in the sedan. See you. Creamy starts freaking out. My baby, somebody get my babies, plural, because Bellissima is her child. And and then and the fire listens to her. The fire bursts into the air and turns into a giant fireball, freeing Miracle and Bellissima. And the fireball flies at Kamada and Abigail. And Kamada grabs Abigail's hand and they run. And and then the fireball like lands and Creamy goes, run that way and points at the fire. And Kamada runs into the fire. Yeah. What? Straight into the fire with Abigail. And it says he looked disoriented. Now, oh, it, yes. It, I think that Creamy has some sort of power of persuasion. Obviously, because she's telling the swamp monster what to do. She's telling You're the right. fire what to do. She's telling Kamada to what to do and he's suddenly listening to her oh my um, god yeah you're right she just can like tell tell things what to do and they'll yeah. do them yeah so she has the force <laughs> she's a she's a bad bitch i just can't believe that she told the fire to go up into the air and like fire like the 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 the, the, the mechanics of this are i'm not even worried about mechanics but i can't even really imagine like the choreography of it how this even works but where'd the fire even fucking come from in the first place <laughs> yeah, i don't know well actually i have a theory on this later um or a point to make about it but the point is kamada is dead and now so is abigail there there's not even ash left like they burned up immediately and creamy's like oh, the beauty balance is restored uh she's like thankful for herself for basically killing abigail which means that abigail shaved her whole body for nothing or nothing. Nothing at all. Who's pointless? <laughs> Wait, oh, this line's great, too. Oh. <laughs> Creepy walks over and slapped Miracle hard across both cheeks. So do you think, question, do you think it was like a, like, one slap and then like a backhand? Or do you think she took both hands and just like clapped her on the face? I think it was probably like a, and then a, and she does that because literally because miracle says oh my god oh my god oh my god and creamy who was just running in circles saying oh my lord 
my baby, somebody get my baby, slaps Miracle for having any sort of reaction to her mom killing two people. Yes. And she says, we did not come all this way for you to lose your damn mind. Look at Belizima. She's handling <laughs> this so much better than you. This part made me fucking scream. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. So Miracle's like, okay, creamy. But then as like creamy turns away from her, Miracle takes her shank. Because she has a shank. And she slices Bellissima's plastic flesh down her hard back. She stabs Bellissima in the back. She shakes her. She fucking shanks Bellissima. Wow. Why? What is going on? I mean, I would probably shank her too if my mom cared more about a fucking plastic doll than me. Yeah, there. I mean, yes, okay, yes. I I can see the poetry to it. It is just so funny. I mean, just the absurd comedy of Miracle suddenly having a shank and then doing like Incredible. shanking a doll. It's and like it doesn't. That this is the end of the that moment. By the way, they they they, they like move on. They just keep. They leave the garden. Like we don't get any like, you know, of Miracle's thoughts about like superiority or being chosen um or no being like, put aside whatever doesn't matter this book has no thoughts no no not at all yeah so they <clears throat> they leave through the field miracle stares at something in distance and she goes oh look like pretty lights and me <laughs> creepy's like you idiot those aren't lights those are <laughs> more fireballs <laughs> uh also we should know that uh. the book says there's Four surviving pilgrims now. Yes. It's Creamy, Miracle, Belizima, and Hunchy. So it's counting Belizima as a surviving pilgrim. And that's all that's left of their group. Right. Um, yes. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Lynn. So our casualties are Kamada and Lynn. Harriet and Abigail have all died. And in... Jessamine. Right. The, these are the people that have died in this chapter. Oh, and then okay. previously Jessamine and her mom, Mina. Yeah. And I think there was a bunch of other people that died like as well. That Earlier, yeah, yeah. We don't so know who they are. We've only got four survivors and one of them is a doll who's just been shanked. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> and now there's a fireball raining from the sky. Which, by the way, fireballs are like a plot device that is used a lot in Model Land. For instance, you'll remember fireballs famously are the thing that sort of like careened over the trash heap wall into model land and blew up the like seven stadium which is why bravo's there rebuilding it remember that's a whole thing so the fireballs either come from the diabolical divide in are fired into model land or they come from model land and they're fired into the divide i don't really know because everyone seems to be getting a fireball we don't know where these fireballs are coming from but i thought they came from like the weird reptile people but i don't know oh no i don't think so but I don't know so. And I couldn't tell you otherwise. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, um, so so there's fireballs coming at them. And it says there's there's one fireball for each of them. Even Belizima, it says. Oh, yeah. That was, I actually really like that. So the fireballs land throwing massive sparks everywhere. Why spark? That doesn't make sense. A anyway, Tyra doesn't know what a spark is. That's <laughs> no, never seen a spark in her life. Um, and then there's silence. And then we have another POV shift. Suddenly we are in Hunchy's POV, yeah. POV. And he opens his eyes and he's still alive. He calls out waiting for Creamy's answer, but none came. So he's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to go follow the scent of blood orange, which is famously what Model Land smells like. You know, he doesn't. Fo- he says, 
So he's not going to follow the sweet scent of blood orange, but he will follow the scent of the pancreas and thymus glands. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> of one particular platinum-headed platinum unica, so Piper. Yeah, how he knows the word unica or is thinking <laughs> about it is anyone's guess. And he resumes his track to uh, Model Land alone. So we're sort of, and that's the end of the chapter. And blackout. So we are led to believe that like Creamy and Miracle are Are dead. dead? I don't think they're dead, but clearly not. Yeah, yeah, but this this was I'm unconvinced, and I feel like this could have been really fun if it had been a little bit more convincing. Like, oh my god, like Bellissima burned in like a pile of like flaming flesh or something like that. You know, give us an actual like visual of the death to like make us think like, oh my god, did something actually happen to these wretched people? But they're just they're out of eyesight for like one second, and we're moving on, pretending that they're dead. Dumb. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous so yeah that's chapter 36 oh god that is such a doozy i can't believe i can't believe that abigail shaved her whole body for nothing i can't believe she shaved her fucking pikachu in (laughs) all these people and a grown man how inappropriate how horrible how disgusting is that your thorn um I think my thorn is probably Abigail shaving her entire body. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's so many to choose from this chapter, but that one stands out to me as, like, very memorable. Yeah. I'm going to say my rose is Belizima getting shanked, which is also (laughs) stupid, but it's so funny that, like, I can't not pick it. What are yours? I think... I think I also... I almost want to give a rose to Abigail shaving her entire body because I think I mean, it's so I funny. You. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that that's gonna be my rose because there's something so absurd and funny about like what had to have been an hour and a half of like this going on to just amount to her mother being like, "Why?" <laughs> like at the very end, it's so her mom funny. Mom didn't to me. like attempt to stop her. Like. Stop her. At all, like... Yes. It just, the image just brings me so much joy. I also know, I also know that for years to come, when this comes up at, like, dinner parties, uh, this is what I'm going to reference. It's going to be this moment when, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not exaggerating when I say that there's a moment in Model Land where a girl forces an entire group of adults to watch her shave her vagina in a garden. Like, because that's literally yeah. true and so as a monster like, runs at them right yeah like like during like during like a like a high intensity seat well it even. sort of captures a lot of what's wrong with model land like right. it's one scene that has like a lot that can explain to somebody just how absurd and disgusting right. the book is so right yeah it like brings into all of it like the humor the uh, the inability to really execute on any sort of like ethos about like modeling or beauty because it also manages to like get the wrong message across in right. its absurdity like i just it, this feels like such a treasure to have now for, it's like an ugly gross treasure but it's one that i will i have like precious feelings towards now <laughs> so yeah you're right it like shows it shows the whole the whole picture uh i think my thorn 
My thorn is that I actually love that, like, there are these, like, dead muses that are somehow connected to these, like, really grotesque creatures. I like the creatures. I like the, like, the, the monsters that we're seeing. Uh, they're gross, but they're kind of cool, and I, I, you know, my thorn is that we're never really gonna know the answers behind yeah. their origin, or it's gonna be sort of stupid, um, and, like, tied up in a really, like, messy bow at the end, but I'm hoping that we get some sort of, uh, I'm hoping that we get some sort of visibility to it, but I know that we're not, so I, I just, I have to give it a thorn. Yeah, we're not. We're, we're, we're fucking done. We're getting nothing good. Um, I mean, we're... We are frighteningly close to the end of this book. It's about damn time. I peeked ahead. The next chapter is already very funny. It's a long chapter, so we're going to do it all in one episode. But just a quick teaser. It opens with Toki being a huge bitch to people, which is really funny. There's no reason for it. But, like, suddenly I think Tyra's realizing that she's got to, like, bring a few things you know she's got to land the ships that she's sailed and uh yeah. and it's like it's already not going well yeah so, i can't wait i'm thrilled i cannot wait to see how this book wraps up it's gonna be shocking it, confirmed it, shocking. we have 10 chapters and like an epilogue sort of i think to go so and then i want to do like i also i wanted to ask you and discord let us know your thoughts on this but like we have to do some sort of like uh you know, um, debrief about this, right? Like, I want to look at our predictions. I want to see what we got right. I want to hear from people, like, how this has changed their life. So, like, maybe we'll do, like, a like another call-in episode where people could call in, leave us messages about, like, what it's been like having to, like, keep this secret for so long, right? Like, I just think that there's, like, we can't just close the book and be done with it. Like, there's so much that we have to, like, debrief as a as a as a community that we've now built around this book, I agree. I think we definitely have to have sort of like a postmortem. <laughs> postmortem. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, like a forensic like, assessment. Yeah, and just like talk about everything and like what our thoughts going into it versus like what it turned out being. Like the disappointment. I'm sure we're gonna feel at like not getting answers, the yeah. answers we do get, how we feel about them, all that stuff. I think that's really, really important. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely plan for something like that to tide everybody over uh, while we work on season two, yes. um, which is going to be super fun. But um, yeah, that's the that's it. That's it. We're done for the day. <laughs> Please let us go. Yeah, I'm going to go eat lunch. And cry, probably. But if you want to follow us on social media, remember, um, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Author Pod, on Instagram at Bad Author Book Club, and our website is badauthorbookclub.wordpress.com, and our anchor is anchor.fm slash badauthorbookclub. If you want to follow me, Clarabelle, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega on Insta, Twitter, and TikTok, and my website is clarabelleortega.com. Go buy Witchlings. Thank you. Yes. Buy Witchlings. Check it out. And if you'd like to follow me on social, I'm the Ryan LaSala on Insta, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can pre-order The Honeys today. It comes out August 16th. Also, if you want to grab a copy of Reverie, it's going to be coming out in paperback June 7th. I'm very excited about it. So, yeah. We love you, hot queens. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you next week, hot queens. Biggest kisses. We're sorry about this chapter. Rest in peace. (laughs) Bye.